everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of the California Employment News, an offering from the Labor and Employment team at Weintraub Tobin. My name is Megan Bainbridge, and with me is my partner, Lucas Clary. Today, we're both excited to be here to do something we never really get to do, and that's talk about a case that actually helps California employers. On June 15th, the United States Supreme Court issued a long-awaited ruling that permits individual arbitration of some pocket claims. So today we're going to walk you through the ruling in Viking River Cruises versus Moriana and provide some key, key takeaways. And because we're an attorneys who can't help ourselves and to be somewhat of Debbie Downers, we're also going to briefly discuss what questions remain open and how the California courts and legislature might react. So Lucas, can you tell us what the Moriana decision says? Yes, thanks, Megan. So this case really, as, as Megan said, it has to do with the interplay between uh, California's PAGA law and arbitration agreements, employment arbitration agreements. So first, a refresher on PAGA, which is the bane of employers everywhere. This is the body of law that allows employees to, quote, become private attorneys general and step into the shoes of the government to enforce labor code violations. Um, they're representative actions, which means that the employees can bring claims not only on their own behalf, but as long as the employee has suffered some labor code violation himself or herself, that person can bring claims on behalf of all other affected current or former employees. So it can lead to six, seven figure liability for employers over violations as trivial as wage statement violations, like not having the legal name and address of the employer on the pay stub. It's a nightmare. Right. So that's pocket. Now let's talk about arbitration agreements. Employers often seek to have arbitration agreements that require employees to privately arbitrate employment disputes rather than file them in court as lawsuits. And you'll often see these arbitration agreements have what's called a ban on representative actions. It'll require the employee to only pursue an arbitration claims on his or her own behalf and not representative claims on behalf of others. It's a very effective tool to prevent class action lawsuits from being brought. Now, the problem when it comes to PAGA is that California law has traditionally held that PAGA claims cannot be forced into arbitration, that employees have a right to seek them in court and an employment arbitration agreement that precludes that is void. That's what's at issue in this Viking River Cruises case. Here we had an employee uh, who left Viking River Cruises and brought a PAGA lawsuit, but had one of these arbitration agreements precluding representative actions. Viking River, the employer, sought to force the case into arbitration and relying on the case law that I just mentioned, the California court and lower courts, as this worked its way through the legal system, uh, said, you can't do that. You can't force them into arbitration. And this appeal eventually made its way all the way to the United, United States Supreme Court. And that's the case we're talking about now. The Supreme Court went the way of employers. The good news that Megan gave us in the beginning. Supreme Court held that California's case law prohibiting arbitration agreements that prevent representative PAGA actions uh, is inconsistent with federal law that protects parties' unfettered rights to agree to arbitrate. And based on that, the court further held that the employee could be required to arbitrate her individual PAGA claims, and that because the employee's individual PAGA claims could be severed from the representative PAGA claims, she no longer had standing to pursue the representative action on behalf of other employees, and those claims were dismissed. Now, Megan, why don't you explain that severability issue a little bit further and then carry into some takeaways that employers can, can now glean from this decision. 
In reaching its decision, the court heavily relied on the separability provision in the Viking Agreement, which provided that the representative action waiver was found invalid in some respect, any portion of the waiver that was still enforceable could be enforced in arbitration. The court concluded that, um, that the representative action waiver in Vikings arbitration agreement was invalid to the extent the waiver attempted to prevent Moriana from asserting any representative action altogether. However, because that severability provision was there, that portion of the agreement and the end, uh, could be severed and the individual claims enforced. So what employers should do is they should revisit any arbitration agreements currently being utilized to determine whether they address uh, representative actions. One, if they um, specifically exclude PAGA claims, that provision should be uh, revised so that um, they include waivers of representative actions. Such waivers should be clear that there's no waiver or no wholesale waiver of a right to bring um, a PAGA claim for violation allegedly suffered by the individual but a waiver of the right to bring PAGA actions involving violations allegedly suffered by other employees is permitted. Employers who are litigating PAGA actions should also look to see whether um, there were any arbitration agreements in place that would contain such a representative action waiver with a separability clause. If so, so those employers should consult their legal counsel to determine whether compelling that individual PAGA claim into arbitration is an option, is advisable, and you know, is that what should be done in that particular case. Finally, it should be remembered that the enforceability of AB 51 is somewhat of an open question and whether or not um, mandatory arbitration agreements may be used at all in California. So if you're using an arbitration agreement, this might be a good time to look at the language of that agreement and to ensure um, the voluntary nature of the agreement is being emphasized. Lucas. Got anything else to add? Yeah, those are great tips, Megan. I completely agree. But see, the thing here is, notwithstanding all that, there are still some things that are left unresolved by this ruling that we're going to have to watch moving forward. First, while this may present a tool for avoiding representative pocket claims, it remains to be seen how the individual pocket claims will be litigated, as Megan just mentioned, for California labor code violations that the plaintiff personally suffered. And second, probably more importantly, uh, while the majority opinion in this uh, Viking River case took away the plaintiff standing to pursue the rep representative claims, Justice Sotomayor wrote a concurring opinion that provides a roadmap for the California legislator uh, to modify the scope of standing if it's so inclined. Under the current statutory scheme, the non-individual claims require dismissal because PAGA provides no mechanism for a court to adjudicate such claims once the individual PAGA claims are separated. Uh, employers should be prepared, though, for the legislator to amend PAGA to provide that mechanism for an individual to have standing for the representative claims, even though the individual is required to arbitrate their individual claims. And then finally, we have uh, the undecided issue on the enforceability of mandatory arbitration agreements in the employment context at all in California. So we have AB 51, uh, which was passed a few years ago, that said you can no longer have mandatory arbitration agreements as a condition of an of employment. And that's working its way through the court system right now, whether that law uh, can withstand federal, federal law scrutiny the same way this Viking River case did. And we're gonna have to wait and see what happens there. So we'll have that decision next and we'll probably be back here for another update on that. But for now, I think uh, 
takeaways that Megan mentioned are your best approach. Hopefully the next time we're here talking about arbitration agreements, it'll be more good news for California employers. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of California Employment News. You can continue to find us um, by subscribing to our YouTube channel or on our blog at uh, lelawblog.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you.